It's 98.9 WCLC, and good evening. I'm Brian Farrell, in on a Saturday, and for a good reason. We've got a guest DJ with us. We're joined now with Don Waz. Don, thanks for being here. Hey, Brian. It's good to see you, man. This is too cool. Thank you for being here. And you called in a couple of years ago, and that meant the world to us after the Greg Allman album Greg had Allman. came out. I remember that, yeah. And it was just so cool that you even took the time then. So thank you for being here personally with us today. Well, thank you, Brian. It's a cool station. Oh, thank yeah. you. I had a question. It, I had no idea Don Waz is not your actual name. Yeah, yeah. Who, who'd be named that, man? Hey, that's a killer. That's <laughs> what a, kind that, of mom would do that? That's still, that works on a lot of levels. Did you really change it because of Donald Fagan? Is that true? Well, that was it was actually a, a problem. I mean, not a major problem like climate change or anything, but it was an issue that I'd call people up trying to you know, get my records heard, and they'd think they were getting on the phone with Donald Fagan, and, of course, it wasn't him. But we, it was just a lark, man. You know, we, we we had this band that we thought was just going to be for one 12-inch called Was Not Was. And I said, hey, you'll be David Was, I'll be Don Was. It'll be great. And it, it never crossed my mind that 30 years later I wouldn't be able to get on an airplane because someone bought me a ticket in the name of Don Was. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you learn. <laughs> so you're still running into that all these years later. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what I, I want to start a little bit at the beginning because I, I think it's so important that you come from Detroit. And I don't know, I guess I've never really thought of Detroit as the melting pot that you have described it as because yeah. of the motor companies there. Can you yeah. explain that to us out here in Maine? Yeah, well, after World War II, uh, the auto business started booming and, and all, all the factories were in Detroit. So people not only came from all over the country to find gigs there, but from all over the world. And they brought their cultures with them. So it was a really great period of time to, to grow up uh, in, in that city, you know. Uh, and it gave birth to a lot of distinctive music. I, I grew up in the 1960s there. And the MC5 and the Stooges and Bob Seger, they were all local bands that played like the high schools. Uh, Funkadelic played a sock hop at my junior high school. They did. I just want to testify, lip sync to the record, but they came. They they had moves like the Temptations, but they came dressed like hippies, and it just messed everybody up. It was great, you know. But there was great blues music coming out of there. John Lee Hooker to me is the guy who really kind of epitomizes the spirit of the city because the music is pretty raw and pretty honest, and uh, that's John Lee Hooker. Well, it's just a guitar and a footstop. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember seeing the Blues Brothers for the first time as a kid and thinking, who the, who's that guy? Yeah, I asked my parents, I think it was for Easter, can I get a John Lee Hooker 20th century, you know, whatever that like compilation is. Uh -huh. I hadn't listened to it in forever, mm -hmm. and then I had heard you talking about it not that long ago, and I thought, oh, i got to pull that back out. And yeah. I thought to myself, what was I doing in middle school listening to this? <laughs> this didn't make any sense. But uh, let's yeah. get into the music here. I know you've got some stuff picked uh, yeah. out for us, and... Uh -huh. Well, the first thing I picked out for you is a record by Paul Westerberg from uh, an album he made called 14 Songs. And when I, I first got the gig producing the Rolling Stones, we were, uh, we were recording in Dublin. And I had a routine every day where I'd get up about 4 o'clock in the afternoon and I'd do a little workout and uh, I'd take a bath, smoke a cigar, and then and get ready for the sessions, right? And... Uh, and I played this album over and over because I really thought that Paul had tapped into the spirit that we should have behind a new Rolling Stones record. And there's a, there's a kind of 
there's a, an, a what appears to be a kind of cavalier, reckless abandon and and uh, a lot of conviction behind it. But it's not that cavalier. It's actually incredibly well done. It's, it's a combination of the energy with the with the skill. It's, it's, I just thought it was a beautiful album. Ended up making an album with Paul. Too. I became a huge fan. And not the next one, but the one after that I, I did. Uh, but this is from, uh, it's called Quit Knocking On Mine. <laughs> 